0: Well, on the last episode we talked a lot about um spiritual disciplines um whether it be fasting worship um you know etc prayer and today we're gonna talk about prayer
1: (laughs) and yay my favorite
0: i figured this would be the um a good one to kick things off because you're considered the prayer warrior at our church
1: <laughs> Aww, at least you didn't call me the prayer lady
0: <laughs> nah. i've
1: been called that and that makes me feel i don't know that just makes me feel old for some reason i don't know why
0: i guess it's a traditional sounding title
1: yeah i mean i am a lady so it is accurate actually
0: this is true <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of were saying uh uh you were reading matthew chapter six were you reading mm-hmm. kind of the sections? I couldn't remember uh, from your message what you wrote. but Because I, I went in reading uh, Matthew chapter 6, and I was definitely stuck on the prayer-related sections.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yes, actually, I had been spending some time in Matthew 6 because I had one of those weeks, um, you know, last week where... I just kept getting hit with the same verse and not, you know, I wasn't intentionally looking for it. I'd have a friend, I had a friend randomly call me one morning and she's telling me what God did to provide financially for them. And, and instantly I Matthew six. And then I had another friend, you know, she writes blog posts. And she sent her blog post to me to edit it before she posted it. And oh. her blog post was on Matthew 6. Oh, you know, And, and so it's just, you know, when you just get hit, by, hit with something repeatedly, you take a moment and you stop and you're like, all right, God, like, what? What are you trying to tell me right now? Yeah. And what I was reading in Matthew 6 was... Actually, not the part about prayer. I was reading the part about um, money and possessions, and and not worrying about you know the things that we need. Like um, in Matthew six, it, it kind of starts in let's see verse twenty five. I'm um, all the way to the end of Matthew. Um, Six, it's talking about not worrying about your everyday life and look at how God cares for the birds. Look at how he provi- you know, cares for the flowers. And why, why are we worrying? You know, he loves us. We're his children. Um, and it just kind of hits that point of like, God's going to provide for you. He knows what you need. Seek first the kingdom and he will give you the things that you need. And, and it, I love how it ends. Don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow will bring its own worries. You know, I love how Jesus is like, yep. So you got worries today. You're going to have more tomorrow. (laughs) It's just, you know, but, but that's so true, you know, and, and how often do we, we are thinking about tomorrow and trying to plan for tomorrow. So I was in there and in spending time in, in Matthew six, whenever I get prompted to go look into something, I, I like to read the whole context So like, for example, you know, if you, Courtney or Rodney sent me a scripture and you're like, oh, go read, you know, Matthew 6, 15, I would read what you sent to me, but I also like to look all around it, you know, kind of read the whole thing. And, and so I did that and I came across, you know, the Lord's prayer. I came across the section where the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Um, you know, they, they, they basically are saying, you know, it's not in Matthew six. You don't see the dialogue happening between Jesus and the disciples. That's in another one of the gospels where where they're actually saying, Jesus, you know, teach us how to pray. They had been with him. They had witnessed him talking to God and they, they wanted to know how to communicate like that. And so in Matthew six, Jesus is talking about how to pray and what you know, what we should say to God. And so I was kind of sitting, I was sitting in there and um that's that's just a good when I when you talk about prayer and somebody, you know, who's like, I don't know what to pray. Like what do I pray? What do I say? Like in my prayer, I like to reference Matthew six, you know, verses nine through thirteen to share it with people and I encourage them to read that and then kind of pray that
0: yeah yeah that's a good one. um I like right before it I think it's right before it where he, he says to not pray like with a bunch of words to sound like you're yeah. you're so ever so grand and awesome, but yeah. you know keep it kind of more concise and intimate and honest and uh even going back to matthew uh chapter six verse twenty five and a little bit down from there. Uh, where it talks about not to worry. I remember when I was younger, maybe in high school, and they would hand out those green, like those super small green New Testament Bibles, like at high school sometime, like people stand out in front or wherever. wherever. And I remember in the back of those Bibles, it would have words um, that kind of may relate to your life. So like anxiety, stress, and then it would refer you to that, passage. So like Matthew six twenty five has, has been one that's kind of stuck with me throughout time.
1: I like that in your example of words that may relate to your life, your first two, two words were anxiety and stress. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I laugh because isn't it so true? Like uh, yeah. that we all can relate to that. We all can relate to having anxieties and having stress. Now we experience it differently, you know, but... Um, I love that you use that example. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I definitely Matthew six is a great um, chapter. Well, there's so much going on in there. You know, Jesus is talking about giving to the needy. Then he talks about prayer and fasting. You know, there's two of those giving prayer and fasting. Those are all you know, spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Um. And then he talks about not worrying, you know, and I love, I, I grew up Methodist. And so um, I grew up going to the Methodist church. And one thing that, you know, my Methodist church growing up really did a great job with me and in, in having me memorize scripture. And one of the very first things that I memorized and learned was Matthew six, verse nine through 13, which is the Lord's prayer. And I love that. And, you know, I have it memorized. Now we have so many versions of the Bible. You know, we've got, like, the NIV, the NLT, the Message Bible, you know, all these different versions. But I grew up with just the good old, you know, um, King James version, or maybe it was the new King James. And I can still quote that. I can still say that. And I find there's days when I don't know what to pray. Like, I just feel so overwhelmed or burdened, or I just don't even know how to direct my thoughts to God. And I just remember this out of Matthew where Jesus said, you know, this is how you should pray, you know? And when I say it here, here's my, here's my new King James, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name or may your name be kept holy and thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from or forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Do you like how I skipped that right there? Totally <laughs> forgot that. That was not intentional.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> not intentional. And it, uh, give us, let's see. Now I'm all messed up. Wow, Christine, I got <laughs> forgive us our sins. Give us our bread. I don't know. Basically, you get what I'm saying. Give us our this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then for thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever. Amen. Wow, it's amazing how okay. when you just mess yourself up in one spot, you're just like, woo.
0: I mean, if you're going off the top of the dome, that's still pretty impressive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's so funny is when you know something right and you know it so well and then all of a sudden I'm like oh I th- that just means I didn't get enough coffee I think today. <laughs> my brain's not firing up as as well but we'll it's just my favorite I, I just love that because it's simple like you you said it you talked about the whole you know, don't use so many words and puff yourself up and make you sound good. And my Bible says, don't babble, <laughs> don't babble on.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, And it's true. Like it's Jesus demonstrates it right there. This is, this is what we say. You, we may say it differently. You know, the wording, the words I may use may be different, but well, what is the point is, is the point the same as what he said there? So,
0: yeah, it's so funny how the babbling part mm-hmm. is, it could potentially be a derivative of someone who is actually being honest and thorough, but like Mm -hmm. to feel like you're in the in crowd or you to feel like you're holier than thou, you just wanna, maybe you might just wanna like copy that. I know I was guilty of that. Like man, my prayers don't sound so like fluid and they they just seem so like elementary or whatever the case may be. Um, But I remember, I forget his name. I'm not, like, too familiar with Water of Life, but the main uh, pastor, is it Pastor Dan?
1: Mm-hmm, Pastor Danny Carroll. hmm
0: Okay. I remember uh, one service I did go there. He said, if you're praying mm-hmm. and you're in a very, diffi- like, difficult spot in time, you're not going to, like, and it's kind of, like, time-sensitive moment, like, you're not going to, um, you know, get on your knees and turn off all the lights and then say what you have to say. You're gonna like yell like help or something like that. <laughs> right. And I, I, I always that stuck with me a lot because I think a lot of the time when people think of prayer they think of like you know, of course it's a sign of respect, but you know, bow your heads, take off your hats and um right. etcetera.
1: Bunch of a bunch of uh, rules that they have to follow in yeah. order to execute the prayer.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And what you said, it, you know, the example you just gave, it just demonstrates it's about prayers, about a posture of your heart. And, you know, if you're, if you're crying out to God and all you can say is Jesus or all you can say is help me, you know, God sees the posture of our heart in that moment. And so it's very true. We can get caught up in feeling like we need to have more words in our prayers or we need to quote scripture in our prayers, or I need to be kneeling. Like, Yeah. but really, you know, it's all across scripture. We see that hum- we need to come before God humbly. And I think that's what we should be more concerned with when we're praying is what is my posture that I'm coming before God with? Am I coming, you know, am I being arrogant? Am I being, you know, think that I'm self, you know, entitled right now or by going before him in humility, recognizing who I am, you know, and yeah. who he is. And that's what I think matters more to him.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, I've been reading this book uh, by C.S. Lewis. It's called How to Pray. I think it's kind of more like a, uh, is it Memoirs? Oh, it's it's like how, it's like called How to Pray Reflections in Ess- Essays uh, oh,
1: okay. by C.S. Mm-hmm.
0: Lewis. Mm-hmm. And it just talks about kind of... It, it kind of touches on a lot of, like, maybe common questions or maybe perhaps uh, misconceptions about prayer. And one thing that he brought up which was interesting is, let's say, like, assuming we're a believer um, and we... Believe in our heart, God's uh, like perfect, perfectly good will um, is at play. What should we pray for? Like for example, like me, I struggled with this for a while because let's say the prayer of, let's say I tried to pray um, for a million dollars. Like mm-hmm. me now, I know like that does that's not a good thing to pray for because. Mm-hmm. You know a lot of my own desires are spilling into that prayer Mm -hmm. so then you start getting to the place of okay if i need something what is or if i want something what is worthy of prayer like like another Mm -hmm. example would be like when i used to play basketball it's like i used to want to pray for the pray to win but it's like that's like like, who cares? <laughs> you know, like, well, if anything. Well, you,
1: you and your team cared. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I mean, yeah, but as far as, like, objectively speaking, like, who's to say the other team isn't praying to win or whatever the right, case may right. be. So it um, it kind of brought up that common maybe mental dilemma that people may or may not have. But I thought it was interesting.
1: No, but you you did. You're touching on something that I think it, it is a dilemma for people. And, and a lot of times... Uh, you know, people don't talk about it um but it is that like how do i know if what i'm praying for is god's will <laughs> that's yeah. the question and um you know am i being selfish and what i'm praying for and i like your example you know about the basketball game like what do i think it's wrong to pray you know like hey you know god help us to win this game i don't think that's wrong but the reality is if you don't win the game is that going to impact the way you view god <laughs> because right. You know, I think that's where we have to be careful because in scripture, um, and I believe it's, I think it's Matthew seven, I've got it here. Um, Yeah, Matthew seven, verse seven says, keep asking and you will receive what you ask for. Now I'm going to put a little pin in that. We're told to ask, we're told to ask the father, you know, um, and. So that's one of the things where a lot of people will take that verse and they'll be like, see, I'm supposed to ask for whatever I want (laughs) and I'm going to receive it. And the reality is, you know, God, God gives us good gifts and God knows what's best for us and he is going to give us what we need. He's going to give us what is best for us in order to fulfill his purposes and his plans. And I think that we have to have that perspective and that understanding, because if I'm praying, God, you know, help my daughter win her soccer game, like it would be really great for them to have a win, you know, because they've lost all of the games, you know, I'm totally making this up, by the way, you know, (laughs) this has nothing to do with real life, but Uh, and asking like, (laughs) (laughs) You know, like just give them that, you know, pump them up and and then they don't win. The reality is, do I say, oh, well, man, God must really hate me. He didn't answer my prayer,
0: right? you know,
1: or do I then now feel discouraged to never ask that again because it didn't happen? And I think that's where we just have to be careful is, you know, the Bible instructs us. Jesus said, go to your father, tell him what what you need um, and and then put it in his hands and trust him with it. Yeah. And he'll, he'll you know, he's either going to grant that request with an affirmative or with a negative, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and isn't this what kids do? Kids do this with their parents, you know? Like, Mom, can I have dessert? And I love that kids ask. Like, they ask and they ask and they ask and they ask. And, and they're going to get a yes or no answer. But, I mean, they're smart. They know that... You know, hey, if I keep asking, eventually one time I'm going to get dessert.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: so I think we have to just kind of keep that perspective that it's okay to ask God. Um, but the more that we, the more we engage in those spiritual disciplines, drawing close to the Lord, reading his word, you know, spending time in fellowship with other believers, you know, striving to be like him, he changes our heart and then that changes our prayers.
0: Right. That's That's a good way to put it. That's, yeah. a, that's a really good way because I feel like that at least that's how I feel um mm-hmm. my my prayers have definitely changed as far as the things I ask for even things that i um I do ask for mm-hmm. like I <laughs> I still sort of like tiptoe a little bit just because it's like okay like if I want this to happen but if it's your if it's your will for it to not happen then that's okay too just <laughs> 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 uh, But, yeah, I mean, I guess I like that. I'd rather pray like that than, oh, can I have a million dollars or whatever, because it kind of puts me Mm -hmm. a bit more in a humble position, which I'm thankful for.
1: Yeah. No, it's—and it's, I think that connects to that line, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I I do that a lot when I'm praying for something. Um, I recognize sometimes that I'm coming at it with an angle— where I want it to be a certain way, and let me give you an example. You know, um, having a, a family member or a friend who is battling some kind of chronic illness or disease, and I come to God and I ask for their healing. You know, like I ask for their healing, and and I ask for it, and I don't think that's wrong for me to ask for them to be healed, and I want to believe with faith and in faith that God is going to heal them, that God is, you know, healing their body and. And, but ultimately, if he doesn't heal them, am I okay with that? Like, you know, like it yeah. doesn't mean do I stop praying it because I haven't seen them healed yet? Right. And I would argue no. Like I, I'm gonna keep praying it. I mean, we're told to be persistent and to be relentless in prayer. We're told to pray continually. We're told to make your request known to him to ask and knock and when you knock you don't just knock one time you keep you know knocking on the door and so um, I think we have to we have to keep going to him in prayer and like I said if you're praying something and God's also in the process of transforming you at, as a believer um you will know i think there will be a time where you'll see that shift you'll see that shift in your prayer or you'll get to you know like okay like i'm not feeling like this is something that i'm gonna press into right now i'm feeling led to pray in this way um and i just talked to a friend the other day we were actually talking about this about how she told me about a prayer that she was praying for her spouse and she said Oh my gosh, like God answered my prayer. You know, I was praying that my spouse, just for example, that he wouldn't do this thing. Like, you know, I prayed that my spouse wouldn't do, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. And she said, "God answered me. He stopped doing that. He's not doing that anymore." And she said, "But he's now doing something else and there's there's still like this this pain, this struggle." And I looked at her and I said, well, what does that mean now with your prayer? And she said, "I need to change my prayer." And I said, "Yeah, you need to change your prayer." And and I said, "What are you what are you going to change it to?" And we brainstormed together, and it's like, well, let's look at the root of the the problem, you know.
0: Yeah. He's
1: going to other things to find, you know, satisfaction or whatever. And I said, so you need to pray that nothing else satisfies him but God. And she looked at me and she went, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> and I said yeah. I'm like, that's just part of, you know, growing with God. And like, we were watching what's happening and, but how cool, right. That she could see God answered her prayer.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. But then
1: it's stuff just wasn't, it's like, okay, but now I have this new situation. Well, let's shift the prayer, you know, yeah. shift, shift what you're praying. And, um, that's, I loved it. I loved having that conversation and just hearing, like, we have to stay. That's part of keeping in step with the spirit, right? Staying in tune with God and what he's doing in our lives.
0: Oh yeah, totally. And, um, I think the interesting thing about being um, persistent with prayer is that, so, one way to kind of uh, dare I say it simplify the New Testament, I feel like it isn't the the whole story of the New Testament uh, story, if you will, is um, about eliminating a formula for God, basically, and I feel like praying only once for someone or something um, would kind of fall back in line with this idea of a formula, or like God's just like this slot machine, okay, I prayed once, therefore I should eventually be expecting this, or whatever the case may be.
1: Right. Yeah. Um I, I definitely think that there is this, you know, people kind of sometimes view prayer as like this checklist, kind of like you you said slot machine. I was thinking a checklist like, check, I prayed for, you know, salvation. Check, yeah. I prayed Mm-mm. for, you know, <laughs> that God would save my family members. Mm-mm. Check, I prayed that he would keep my make my business prosperous. And I think, too, just to agree with you, yeah, the, the charge to pray always, pray continually, to pray. Talk to God about everything is to keep us from falling into that mindset of um, you know, just it becoming like this checklist of things um that we do. And um I don't know, really prayer is just prayer there's so much about prayer. <laughs> there's so much I can say about prayer. Um keep it going. But <laughs> Ultimately, prayer is, it's our conversation with God. And so, and it's not just us talking to him, but it's us also making the space and the time to be quiet and listen, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again and again.